Learn how to build your faith in God's Word and live a life of 100% victory 100% of the time. As you listen to the senior pastor, Davis Christian Center, Pastor Kingsley Okunkwo, and expect God's Word to work for you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He's such an awesome God. Father, we love you this morning. Thank you for being a good, good father. Thank you because this is the beginning of a new season. It's the beginning of new levels. It's the beginning of new miracles. We give you worship. We give you praise. Our lives will never remain the same. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, if you love the Lord one more time, give him a praise. Woo! Glory to God. Look for four people. Give them a high five. Tell them the big four will change your life. Tell them, tell them, tell them. Four people. Look for, okay, it can be more than four, shall? but not less than four. It can be more than four, but not less than four. Praise God. You can take your seat this morning. Hallelujah. How many are expecting fresh miracles in their lives in this season? Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right, so I'm going to delve in right into God's Word this morning. Um, a lot of people are, are, are going through tough times generally. Um, and many people want to run away from Nigeria and all that. Um, so I brought you a word this morning. Hallelujah. Um, so this series, listen, um, it doesn't matter what you're going through. The word of God is always the word of God. Um, it doesn't adapt to you. You will adapt to it. The word of God is the word of God. has been tested seven times in the fire. What that means is that it has been proven to work. It's not today they are checking whether it's working. It has been tested already. Somebody get what I'm saying? Come on, tell anybody that's been tested already. The word works. Praise God. Psalm 37, let's start from there. So we're looking at the big four, four things that will change your life. No matter how stuck or stagnated or frustrated you are, if you can open your heart to these four things, you'll be fine. All right? Um, and I want everybody to key into it. Please key into it. There's no use um, hearing the word and not applying it. Hallelujah. Amen. Key into it. The big four. Four different things. Um, I'll do one in each Sunday. You must key into it. All right? That's how these things work. That's how these things work. You must key into it. There's no use you coming every Sunday and sitting down and, and, and dozing off or or drifting off in your mind and not catching what is being said, or you even listened and caught what was said, but you refused to apply it. You need to apply this. These are four things that are guaranteed to work, and they will change your life. They are 100% guarantee. They will change your life if you can apply yourself to it. If you are frustrated, if you are stagnated, um, you are dealing with any kind of um, financial issues or whatever, this will work. It's not magic, but it works better than magic. Hallelujah. All right, so I'll, I'll read from Psalm 37. Um, 
there are some verses I needed, but the whole chapter is nice, so we're going to read the whole chapter. So just listen, or um, just, just listen. You'll like it, the whole chapter. It speaks to what we are going through as Nigerians right now. All right, Psalm 37 from verse 1. It says, fret not thyself. That means don't panic. Tell your neighbor, don't panic. It says, fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. You know what's happening in Nigeria? Um, the, the evildoers are threatening the good people. So right now, it's easier for a young guy to do Yahoo. In fact, they are very brazen and bold. Now, people are even defending. It's a debate whether we should steal or not steal as a nation. Do you understand? It's even a debate. We're even discussing it that is stealing okay or is not okay. I didn't know I would be alive and witness such in my generation that we are debating 419, advance fee fraud, fraud. Something that is called fraud. We are debating is it justifiable or not. That's madness. That's insanity. And all the people saying this that are even defending it, I hope they will also maintain the same stand when they are the ones that are duped. Because it's just madness and stupidity as far as I'm concerned, mixed together. I hope when their mother is duped, they will be okay. And the foolish thing some people don't realize is that still, all stealing is stealing. Because somebody type computer and steal, it's not, that's different, not different from a person that use gun and steal. So I pray their generations, when they are robbed on the highway, they will be okay. I pray that when Amrob Bass romp rob their whole house, strip everybody of all their hard-earned money, that those same people will still be in support. Because it's foolishness. It's foolishness. 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 I never knew I would be alive to witness such rubbish in my time. That we are debating robbery. It's a discussion. Is it okay to steal or not to steal? What are we talking about? What are we discussing, please? And their justification. If you see mad people, they are very unique. Their justification is that other people are stealing. That's what makes your own stealing right. There's no other place, parts of the world, such things can be discussed except here. That uh, Mr. Kokoro stole. That's what makes this my own stealing okay. They say, you first enter detention. Why don't we go and find your brother? Enter. Hallelujah. So, so, so these fraudulent people are now um, looking good. And they are putting pressure on the hard-working people to feel that they are on the slow path. So that was the Bible. That was the first verse trying to address. Because of you don't understand where the devil is going. When he, when he flaunts people stealing, he's trying to put pressure on the people doing right to also join the stealing gang. And trust me, you don't want to be in a country where there is total breakdown of law and order. Those clowns supporting fraud, they don't know what they mean. See, if you are supporting fraud, what you are saying is this, that all stealing is good. So, me that I can't do fraud, but I have gone. I will wait for the 419 guy to rob somebody. Then me too, I will rob the 419 guy. Because that's my own fraud. That's my own um, computer. 
It's shotgun. That's my own computer. I can't type. I don't know how they do that one, but this one is trigger. It's one thing. Once I shoot it, all your money drop. So that's what that, those fools don't realize. That if you are saying 419 is justifiable, it means the person to carrying gun is justifiable. So we, still, so we don't even need police, literally. So all man just rob anybody you can find. Can you rob your neighbor right now? <laughs> Put your hand in his pocket. Nothing can happen. That's, that's how foolish, that's how foolish that ideology is. That's how foolish it is. I say, yeah, governments are Yahoo people. Uh, These ones are Yahoo people. So that's why you want to support stealing. I hope their children's children told the same path that they are supporting. If they can say amen to that, then they are real. If they can't say amen to that, they are jokers. Let their generations go in the line of 419. They can't agree. They can't say amen. <laughs> it's a prayer I used to pray for people that follow wrong people. I say, may you be like your mentor. <laughs> they can't say amen. <laughs> All people following internet pastor. I say, may you be like your mentor. They say, no, no, we don't want. <laughs> but you are following him. The principles that be followers of them who through faith and patience obtain the promise. It's in the Bible there. So there's a, there's a criteria for who you follow. Don't just follow anybody because he's shouting. May you be like him. No, but you're supporting from far. And, 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 and now too, um, girls too are under pressure. So a good chunk of, of ladies are into part-time prostitution now. Part-time prostitution now. Small girl, big God. Small girl, big God. And you see, let me tell you how sin works. When somebody is in sin, he's feeling guilty. So he, he looks for ways to justify it. That's what he's doing. He has to calm his conscience. Because even if you are not born again, God still gives you a conscience to still regulate you small. But you see, when you are in prostitution like that, or any of these other sins, four one nine, whatever, you need to calm that. So you start justifying it. That they captured our fathers in slave trade. So we have to take their money back. Our government too, what you're looking for is how to justify your guilt. So you come up with different slangs and slogans and motto and different things. <laughs> Just to justify what you're doing. So that's how today uh, the part-time prostitution, many ladies are involved, it is justified. They are looking for different ways to justify. And the more they justify, the more society accepts it. That is okay. My brother, you will see the end of people on towing those lines. If you are here and you are like that, you, I'm not saying this to condemn you. You can change. There's hope for everybody. Let me try and move quickly. So verse 1, Jerry, it says, fret not yourself. Do you that are <clears throat> doing right, don't worry. Don't fret yourself because of evildoers. It says, neither be what thou envious against the workers of iniquity. Don't, 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 let, don't, don't be saying me, I'm just suffering here, doing the right thing. They, are, they, are, they seem to be prospering, doing the bad thing. So don't be envious of workers of iniquity. He said, for they shall soon be what? Cut down like the grass. He said, and wither as the green herb. Verse 3 says, trust in the Lord and what? Do good. It means do what is right. 
Keep doing what is right. Trust God and keep doing what is right. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shall thou what? Dwell in the land and verily thou shalt be fed. One translation said, thou shalt be satisfied. He said, dwell in the land. Don't worry. See, eh, you need to understand, guys, and this is important. God's agreement with you is not necessarily his agreement with your whole country. So many of you, you are attaching yourself to Nigeria's economy. And that's what we're trying to teach you. Truth be told, the economy in Nigeria now looks bad. Truth be told. But you see, I've never tied myself to Nigeria's economy. That has never been my covenant. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? That has never been my covenant. And that should not be your covenant too. That has never been my covenant. My covenant has never been, as, as the economy of Nigeria prospers, I will prosper. That has never been it. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. So a lot of you, your, your, what is affecting you is that you have tied your mindset. You are too interested and too obsessed and too informed about Nigeria's crisis. Financial, except you are one of those called to shape the economy. And even if you are called to shape the economy, don't you, 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 you let more come out from within you out than is coming out from out inside you. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. You are too informed. I don't know the inflation rate. I don't, I don't need to know. I don't want to know. I don't know the unemployment. I can't focus on that information. Because many women say, oh, you know, tell me whatever, it won't affect me. You are joking. You were created to be affected by words. That's how you were created. So you can't say, oh, just tell me. I mean, if you have I had a wife or somebody tell you, I can handle it, tell me, it's okay. I want it. And you tell them and they couldn't handle it. <laughs> Some, those of you that have been here long, I've taught you that. It's not even everything they say about you you should hear. Don't go and ask. Say, somebody told me something about you. Say, hey, please tell me. No, don't tell me. You're just going to affect my peace of mind. You're going to affect how I'm going to see that person. I can't carry envy or bitterness. Somebody gets what I'm saying. So to so, so be saying, no, the gathering of will not affect It will affect you. It will, you were created to be affected by words. The difference is that when you hear God's word, you are positively affected. When you hear the words of men, you are usually negatively affected. But words affect you. You were created to be affected. That's why God wants you to study his word, read his word, because that's what builds faith in you. That's what changes your life positively. They're all words. They're all words. Can you imagine that God was going to leave everybody here? What he left for us were, were words. Because that's enough to change us. If we needed Jesus to be here physically, Jesus would still be here. We, didn't, we don't need him. We need, just need the words. Hallelujah. Okay. So, truth be told, the economy is tough, but that is not your concern. Everywhere throughout scripture, God has always, even in the midst of bad economy, kept his covenant to individuals that signed the covenant with him. It has always been so. He said, dwell in the land, you will be fed. You. The country might be tough. He said, you dwell. Continue to do good. He said, you will be fed. One person said, you will be satisfied. I don't know if somebody gets what I'm saying. Come on, tell your neighbor, you'll be fed. Tell him again, you'll be satisfied. But what are we in? No. Okay, we just read verse 3, have we? Trust in the Lord. 
and do good, so shalt thou dwell in the land. Do you see this? He said, you dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. So, in the days of Abraham, Isaac, or Jacob, all these people, the economies faced different challenges, but God kept his covenant to them. In fact, this is what happened. It happened to Abraham. Abraham was in a, in a, in a country where there was famine. God prospered Abraham. He came to Isaac's time. The Bible made it clear, Genesis 26, it said there was a different famine. There was a famine in the days of Isaac that was different from the famine in the days of Abraham. Very clearly spelled out. Saying, look, there, there can be famine in the land. So, look at the Genesis 26. I thought you bring it up. He said, said there, 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 there was a famine in the days of Isaac, different from the one that was in the days of Abraham. And when God appeared to Isaac, God told him, dwell in this land, I will praise you, and see the reason God gave. God said, because of the covenant that I have with your fathers. So, that same Abrahamic covenant, I don't know if they can find it here. Look at this. He says, sojourn in this land, I will what? Be with you. There, there was famine in that land, but God told him, Stay. There was famine in the land. But God said, look, my, my covenant is not necessarily with lands. It's with individuals. And if you service the covenant, and I, I will service the covenant, I will keep it for you. See it here now. See it here, guys. Say, sojourn in this land. Come on, tell anybody, sojourn, sojourn in this land. Tell him this one, this one. This one. Mm. A.K.A. Nigeria. <laughs> Sojourn in this land. He said, I will be with you. And what? Bless you. He said, for unto you and unto thy seed, I will give all these, what? Countries. He said, and I will perform the covenant. That's what you mean by the oath. I will perform the oath which I swore unto Abraham, thy father. So I will still keep what I told Abraham. If those of you that finished reading this story, you know what happened? Isaac stayed in that land and he prospered so much. That everybody was envying him. And they even told him, go away, you're making us look bad. Because how can all of us are saying there's no money in the economy, you are prospering. That's how much he prospered. And guess what? If you're a born-again Christian, you are connected to the same Abrahamic covenant. You are the same thing, this same covenant Isaac had. is what you have. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Stop tying yourself to Nigeria's economy. Sometimes God is doing a work in a country. That might require the country to go through a hardship for him to do what he needs to do. Sometimes that happens. But to individuals that he has business with, he said, you, you'll be fed. He said, don't worry. I will take care of you. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Somebody said, but how? How? If the economy, <laughs> if the economy is bad, how will God not take care of me? In fact, there's no walk in the. Move nearer so that I can give you knock. <laughs> I'll tell you something simply. Listen, when God says something, the right reaction is for you to say yes, sir. When God says something. And this can be foolishness to people that are too smart. People that are too smart never really enjoy God. It's all over the Bible. He always uses the foolish things to confound the wise. They can't, they can't appreciate spiritual things because they are too logical. They are too logical. When God says something, listen very carefully. This is important. The message is already started. The series has started. I hope you are following. You know. I've started though. So if you, if you, you can't say you have missed I've already gone halfway. <laughs> I'm just dropping the points like that. Listen. 
this is important. God can say something and it doesn't work in your life. I'll give you one example. There are many examples, but I'll just give you one. How many of you remember the time that there was a famine in Israel and things were so tough and they went to look for the man of God and the man of God said, by this time tomorrow, he gave a word of prophecy from the Lord. He said, by this time tomorrow, food will be this amount. That, in other words, it's like him saying, like somebody coming here now saying, by this time tomorrow, dollar will be 10 naira. I don't want to say one, one to one. That one will be scary. But imagine somebody coming now and saying, by this time tomorrow, dollar will be one naira. I mean, um, one dollar will be 10 naira. Houses, to buy a house will be 200,000 naira. To buy a car will be 50,000 naira. Now imagine, don't be too excited. God has not said that yet. <laughs> but that would be nice, yeah? Imagine dollar being one to one. That means with 200,000 naira, you can buy a Ferrari. With 200,000 naira. I, don't, I, I won't be in service today. <laughs> I'll be testing it. Somebody else will preach. Jethro will preach. Jethro likes the Lord. He will just preach. <laughs> Okay, I'm joking. <laughs> All right, so, so that, that prophet came and gave that word of prophecy. Listen, he gave a word of prophecy. And uh, 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 it, was, it was heavy because was, there was so much famine in the land that time. People were eating uh, 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 children. They were eating dung of, of, of pigeon, pigeon poo. Things were bad. They were killing their children to eat. We've never reached that stage in Nigeria. <laughs> Okay, we're kind of at that stage. People are doing rituals with people's children, so it's still tantamount to it. You know, so, and he gave that prophecy that things will be so, uh, there will be so much abundance. Listen, everybody was shocked, but they didn't resist. They received the word. Even though it was hard, they said, well, we, we, we line up with it. And that's the reaction. There was one guy that was an, an astute scholar. He's an astute scholar. He's a, 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 he's a learned and well-educated fellow. He was a special advisor to the president on economic matters. That guy came and said, it is totally impossible. He said, even if they open all the heaven and pour out whatever, whatever. That, DJ, I thought you'd have brought it up by now now. Look at this. He said, then, then, then a Lord in whose hand the king leaned, that's the special advisor, answered the man of God and said, behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, does that phrase make any... Please, let me just digress. Keep this scripture up. Let me digress quickly. Please, the Bible is a book of code. Many people read it like newspaper. No, no. It's a book of code. So a lot of things are like coded. So you can, you can, you can open an app in the Old Testament or in, or in Genesis, and you will see the effect of that app that you opened in Malachi. And they will line up like this, 100%. The guy made a sentence. He said, even if God opens the windows in heaven, or the windows of heaven, where else did you see windows of heaven? Malachi, as regarding what? Your tithe. If I have time, we'll enter there. If I don't have time, it's fine. He says, the guy said, even if God opens the windows of heaven, might these things be? That means, can it even be? It can never be. 
And the prophet said to him, Behold, you will see it with your eyes, but you won't eat thereof. Now, the prophecy was for the whole land. Am I correct? But there were people in that land that didn't partake of it. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Because some people think if God just says something, it's going to happen for everybody. No. There are people that never receive what they... That's why anybody challenging you and inspiring you to hate men of God, to speak against men of God, it's your own destiny you are losing. That transaction is too heavy. That's what happened to this guy. This guy said, this tight thing, do we need tight? If we open the window of heaven, will anything change? They told him that you, hmm, you will see it. You won't taste it. If you know the story, truly, it happened as they said. The economy boomed. This guy, as he was shocked, said, ah, ah, ah. People that were rushing to go and take money, they trampled on him. So he saw it, but he never tasted it. The same applies today. There are many things that will be declared over you in church, declared over you in the word of God. The moment you say, how can these things be? It can never be. The economy is too bad. The body is too wicked. This is this, this. This is too that. If you are talking like that, that will be your punishment or your portion. That you will see it. You won't what? Taste of it. So, for every word of prophecy, you need to receive it and believe it for it to work for you. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? That's why it's not magic. You need to believe it and what? Receive it before it can work for you. So when we just shout amen, amen in church, we're not just shouting amen. We're saying I agree with that. I receive that. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Whenever a word is released over you, say I receive it. I agree with that. It shall be so. Because saying something contrary means the blessing can actually come because God will keep his part, but you won't partake. See what they told Mary. Mary, they said, blessed is she that believeth, for there shall be what? A performance. So the criteria for performance is what? Believing. So this, thing, this fake thing is not just fake. It's so real. So if you don't believe it, there's nothing I can do about it. There's nothing I can do. I will just have to eat my own. I will just have to eat my own. There's nothing I can do about it. You need to believe it for yourself. Hallelujah. Mm. So prophecies don't just come to pass. You need to receive them. This year, what did the Lord say over this house? Unlimited. If you really believe it, there are things, you, there are steps you will take. There are steps you will take. I can't take it for you. Somebody get in this. Verse what are we in? Okay, I'm, I'm still dealing with verse 3. I hope I can even get to the end at all. But you getting what I'm saying, guys? So they say you will be fed. So if you are here dealing through financial crisis, the first thing you need to do is to, is to catch that vision of what God is saying. Say, God will keep his covenant to you, to you, to you as a person. Let me try and run. Next verse is what? Let's read verse 4 together. One, two, go. One more time. Hmm. Initially, I thought I would read through this whole thing and start explaining, but 
the thing is just stopping me everywhere. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee what? Verse 5 says what? Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and what? Shall bring it to pass. Now, listen, those two verses. They said, delight in the Lord means love the Lord, love the Lord, love the Lord. I'm talking to the person facing a serious time, stagnated, frustrated, crisis of any kind. Listen, listen. They are saying, just fall in love with God. Just be focused on God. They said he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, listen. What the original translation there says is that when you focus on God, he will put desires in your heart. He will put what? Desires in your heart. Many people always read that, read it the ordinary way. He says it that he will give you desires of your heart. So you just start desiring mansion. God will give you. That's not what, that's not what they mean at all. What they are saying here is this. When you delight yourself in the Lord, one of the things God does for you when he wants to change your life is to plant a vision or a desire in your heart. Whenever God plants a desire or a vision in your heart, it means the miracle already exists. He just needs both of you to be on the same page. Somebody getting this? That's how God operates. He needs to plant the vision in your heart. Then they said, if you commit your way to him, he will bring it to pass. So, the big four, the number one point for today is the law of vision or the power of vision. The power of vision. What, what is vision? We're just saying having a picture of your desirable future. Having a picture of a desirable future. So, can you actually see how you want things to be? See, they are saying, don't be obsessed with how things are. They are saying, be obsessed with how things can be. This is important. I know these things might look very simple, but I'm telling you these are guaranteed to change your life. It's always how God has worked from the beginning of the Bible to the end. It's God's way of working. When God wanted to change um, get the children of Israel out of Egypt. God did it the manual way. You know, in everything, there's manual and there's automatic. Hope you know. Those of you that drive cars, you know now. There's manual. Back, 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 back. Every time you want to change, you'll be changing yourself. Then there's automatic. When God wanted to, uh, automatic means you're doing it by itself, auto. When God wanted to get the children of Israel out of bondage, he did manual. Manual means he just sent Moses he gave only Moses the vision, sent Moses to go and tell them, let's go to the promised land. He found out it was very difficult because those guys didn't know what the promised land looked like. And because they didn't know what the promised land looked like, they were more comfortable with what they know. And if you get what I'm saying. When you don't see something higher, you hold on to what you do have. This is why people don't give or don't tithe or whatever. It's simple. They don't have a bigger vision of what God can do. So they hold on to what they have. It's natural. It's just natural. Once you don't, you, you can't see a bigger thing or another thing, you hold on to what you have. Hallelujah. 
So he told them, leave the Egypt and move to Canaan. Now, they didn't know what Canaan meant. So they kept telling Moses all through the journey that you would have left us in Egypt where we're eating cucumber and garlic. How can cucumber and garlic? Look at it here. Say, so we remember the fish which we did eat in Egypt freely. The cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic. Now listen. They were even saying rubbish. They were slaves. These guys were not employees. They were slaves. If you check their last days in Egypt, they were dealing with them seriously. They used to beat them anyhow. They even increased their workload. I get what I'm saying. But just because, when people can't see a better future, they grab with passion the one that they have. When they can't see a better future. The biggest thing God can do for you is to open your eyes. That's the biggest thing. Not your physical eyes. To open your eyes to see bigger. To see that you are more than where you are. You are more than who you are right now. That's the biggest miracle God can do for you. So it was difficult to carry those two million people from Egypt to Canaan because they were complaining all through that why you want to kill us? Why do you take us from there? They were want to go and eat garlic. Want to go and eat onions. We were enjoying in Egypt. They were not enjoying. So God tried to shift it to Otto. He said, bring 12 leaders. This was God. He said, bring 12 leaders. Let them go and spy the land so that they can have a picture. So next time I say, I'm taking you to Canaan, you need to know what I'm referring to. God had to try and change their picture. God did the same thing with Abraham. He told Abraham, come, come out of your house. Look at the stars. Abraham wanted just one child, but God said, look at the stars. He said, as far as your eyes can see. I can, all the stars that you can see, can you number them? Abraham said, no. He said, that's how numerous your children will be. Guess what? Me and you were in that, in that picture. Oh, you don't understand. Me and you were the ones they were referring to. Because Abraham had only Isaac. He didn't need venture, but God was showing that, look, beyond Isaac, I want to give you many, many children you cannot count. And today Abraham cannot count all his children. Because all of us were there. All of us were there. God had to paint him a picture. I pray for you today that God will open your eyes in the name of Jesus. Show you a bigger picture of yourself. That's the biggest miracle. He said, delight yourself in the Lord. He will put desires in your heart. So, no matter how small you are, now God will begin to show you what you can be, and that will possess you. That will change you. The way you will know that you have actually caught the vision is that it will change your behavior now. Somebody gets what I'm saying? I said it will change your behavior now. I'm not talking about wishes. Some people, what some people have is a wish. No, that I wish I have this car. I wish I'm walking where this man is walking. That's not what I'm talking about. This thing I'm saying is not something you just cook up. You don't cook it up. It comes from delighting in the Lord, spending time with the Lord, loving the Lord, being in church like this. You can hear a voice. Something will just drop in your heart a bit beyond your own thinking. I'm not talking about goal setting. Goal setting is fine, but this thing I'm talking about is not goal setting. This thing I'm talking about, you must 
Wonder how, because you, you, how can't be something you can plan. But God drops it as a picture of a desirable future. Let me tell you, if you're a mechanic or a tailor and all these things, and you're a mechanic, you're spoiling people's car, you're a tailor, you, 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 you're delivering job late without any apology, without anything, you, you have not caught a vision. The day you catch a vision of working for presidents, you will start treating your present customers like presidents. When you catch a vision, it will affect you. That's how you know you've caught it. It will change your behavior now. Dear single girl, the day you catch a vision that you're going to be very important in life or you're going to marry a very important person, you will not be doing some things you're doing now. You will not dress in some ways you're dressing now. Mm. It's your vision that is affecting your dressing. You can open all your goods like public property. It's because the person that owns it, you don't know the person is important. Mm. You are giving the goods now free or to the highest bidder. It's because you don't know that you are going to be the wife of somebody very important. Because you don't know that your future husband might be a governor. Because you don't even know that even you, might see yourself, might be the governor one day. That's why if, you, if God ever shows you that you'll be the governor, you will put lock and key. The reason you are giving it generously to whomever asks, the reason you are giving generously because of meat pie, is because you don't know that you are meant to even own a fast food line yourself. It's vision. Mr. Lofa, the reason you wake up every morning loafing around is because no vision has possessed you. It will even show in your talk. Morning to night, you're looking for girls. Your mates are building conglomerates. Even if the business has started, you should be drawing out the plans by now. But instead, you are planning and plotting how to get a girl to come to your house. Is lack of vision. Is lack of vision. And it shows in your talk. It shows in what, 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 you are, what you obsess over. Hallelujah. So, number one point is vision. I don't have time. I have to round up now. Number one point is vision. And that vision is usually inspired by God. God has to paint a picture for you. It might be about ministry. It might be about family. It might be about your finances. It might be about your career. But a vision or a picture bigger than what you have now needs to drop in your heart like a desire. And they said when you trust God with it. You see, when, when God gives you a vision, it makes you close to him. Because you know that there's no way you can bring it to pass. So you must stay close to the person that can bring it to pass. Are you getting what I'm saying? If you have enter, entered anywhere that normally you shouldn't enter and somebody is taking you inside the place, you will stay close to the person taking you. Am I correct? Because if he leaves you, they can send you out. That's how this thing is. When God gives you a desire bigger than you, you must stay close to him. Because you know there's no way you can bring this thing to pass. See, that's why eh, when people offer you opportunity to come and, you know, to leave God, to come and live in sin, the reason why you follow them is because your vision wasn't a God-given vision. So you abandon God and follow iniquity. 
If you know it's God bringing you this far and God taking you to where he's still taking you and you have not gotten there, you can't jump out of the boat and go and follow somebody. Say, you must get pregnant before I marry you. And you are having discussion with this joker. (laughs) Do you know how long you might need to sleep with him to get pregnant? My sister, you made any money for that thing you're doing for free. They are opening hotel. So after six months, you don't get pregnant. And you're a foolish man. You think you're the only one he's checking whether he can get pregnant quick. Let me try and finish reading this thing. Because I want to read the whole chapter and my time is already up. Wow. Let's run through it. Delight yourself also in the Lord. He will give you desires in your heart. Commit thy way unto... When he gives you that desire, commit your way unto him. Trust also in him. You see this? You can't do it by yourself. And he shall bring it to pass. This is the same scripture that, same character that says, um, um, faithful is he that calleth you. He will do it. That means I might not know the how. Now, this doesn't mean you won't work, but it means I don't know how it's going to play out. But I, 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 it affects my behavior now. I start putting my house in order. I start, I start treating my boss well. I start treating my customers well. Because I know where I'm going. Then it gives me hope. It gives me hope because I might be broke now, but I know that I won't be broke forever. That's the difference between somebody depressed and somebody not depressed. It's not what they have, it's what they think they will have. The person depressed is not depressed just because of his present condition. He's depressed because he can't see a better condition. Oh, somebody do you understand what I'm saying? That's what depression is. Because somebody can be poorer than another person and be happy. Because he knows, oh, this is not going to be all. Or God is going to take care of me. But somebody has one million, he can be depressed with one million. Because he, he thinks his family is going to reduce. So he's depressed. He has anxiety. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. A single lady can have anxiety. You are fine, you are fair, you are tall, you are slim, you are shapey, you are good skin, everything. But no husband. But you are depressed. Meanwhile, there's one black, ugly, fat, whatever, you know, that should be feeling bad, but she's excited. Because she knows she's beautiful the way God made her. Hallelujah. So it's never about what you have. It's about what you are thinking. Oh, I don't know how we'll do this thing today. Because my time has finished. I'm the pastor. I can take more time. <laughs> Commit your way to the Lord. He will, he will bring it He will bring it to pass. Verse 6. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light and thy judgment as the doing day. He said, rest in the Lord. Tell your neighbor, rest in the Lord. And do what? And wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of people that are prospering in their own way. They are doing their own 419, doing their own sleeping around, marrying them, you know, people they should not marry. Doing, and don't, don't fret yourself because of people that are prospering in their own way. Because, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass successfully. He says, cease from anger, forsake wrath, fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. Don't be tempted to go and do evil, to go and copy them. He said, for evildoers shall be what? Cut off. But those that wait upon the Lord, they shall what? Inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. He will disappear. He said, but the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Oh, he said, the wicked plotted against the just and gnashed upon him with his teeth. There's somebody facing crisis in your office. This, this is a word for you, verse 13. He said, the Lord shall what? Laugh at him. Hallelujah. 
His plan, they are planning or plotting against you. They say the Lord will laugh at him. For he said that his day is what? Come. Oh. He said, the wicked have drawn out the sword and have bent their bow to cast down the poor and the needy, to slay such as be of upright conversation. He said, their sword shall enter into their own heart. Ah, and their bows shall be broken. He said, a little that a righteous man hath is better than the riches of many wicked. Are you getting what I'm saying, somebody? Hey, and the reason why the, 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 the righteous is happy with the little because he knows that God will satisfy him. God is taking care of him. It's not about the abundance of money. Somebody get what I'm saying? It says, uh, verse what are we? Uh, 17. It says, for the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholded the righteous. The Lord knoweth the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. It said, they shall not be ashamed in the evil time. Hallelujah. And in the days of famine, they shall be what? Satisfied. I get it. God is saying, I will keep my covenant with you. It might be the days of famine nationally. Days of scarcity of everything. Husband, scarcity of husband, scarcity of wife, scarcity of job. But I say, you, I will satisfy you. Hallelujah. It is so exciting. Amen. He said, but the wicked shall perish. And the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fat of lambs. That, shall, that, that they shall consume into smoke. And they shall consume away. 21. The wicked borroweth and payeth not again, but the righteous showeth mercy and giveth. He said, For so for such is, is, is as blessed of for such as he for such as be blessed of him shall what inherit the earth, and they that be cursed of him shall be cut off. I like verse 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Hallelujah. He delighted in his way. Say, though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholded him with his hand. Hallelujah. He said, I have been young. Now I'm old. I have never seen the righteous forsaken. Nor his seed begging bread. Hallelujah. Hey. They were referring to tough times. This scripture is so Nigeria right now. So Nigeria. Wicked people, 419, bad government people, bad everything. But I say, God said, I will keep my covenant with you. You would never need to beg. I say, you will never need to beg. Hallelujah. You will not need to be begged to be employed. You will not need to beg to get money. You will not need to beg to eat. You will not need to beg to be married. In the name of Jesus. He said, I, 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 verse one, he said I've been young now, I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Nor his seed begging bread. He is ever merciful and lended, and his seed is blessed. He said, depart from evil and do good and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loveth judgment and forsaketh not his saints. They, are, they, they that are preserved forever and all that, and the seed of the wicked shall be, shall be, seed of the wicked shall be cut off. You see, the, the, the children of the wicked, they, they also inherit part of it. If they don't, they're not born again. Because the judgment of their family will come on them too. 29, he said, the righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. Said so the mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom, his tongue stucketh of judgment. The law of his God is in his heart, none of his steps shall slide. Ah, yeah, yeah. He said, The wicked watcheth the righteous and seeketh to slay him. He said, The Lord will not leave him in his hand. Ah, nor condemn him when he is judged. He said, Wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. He said, I have seen the wicked. I have seen the wicked in great power hmm. and spreading himself like a green bay tree. He said, yet he passeth away and lo, 
and lo, he was not. Yea, I sought him, but he could not be found. He said, mark the perfect man, and behold the upright. He said, for the end of that man is peace. Are you see what I'm saying? So when people are saying, oh, these people are making it, they are making it, they're, go and watch their end. Their end is never sweet. He said, but the transgressors shall be destroyed together. The end of the wicked shall be cut off. That night, but the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in time of trouble. He said, and the Lord shall help them and deliver them. And he shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust. Come on, give the Lord a big hand. Give the Lord a praise. Give the Lord a praise. Take one minute. Take one minute and pray for yourself that every word of prophecy, you receive it. Don't be like that special advisor that said these things can be. Instead, speak over your own life that my own life will change. The stagnation is over. The frustration is over. I won't be on this same spot. No matter the spot, I will not remain frustrated here. I will not be frustrated here. I will not be frustrated here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank I see a better future. A vision from heaven is downloaded. I see that I will not always be unemployed. I will not always be this confused. A path will be open for me. I will see a path to prosperity. I will see where to take my business, how to grow my business, where to walk, what kind of things to do with my life. I receive that power to catch a vision from the Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to receive the offerings and the tithe right now. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412. Or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org. David's Christian Center, home of victorious people.